One man's treasure is another, it's another man's treasure, I guess. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am badly in need of a haircut from Sports Illustrated's Inside the Bears. That's Cameron Stewart. Thanks for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. Um, Look, man, I reported last week that LJ Cryer had met with Houston and was likely going to go to Houston. You know what happened? You know what happened to me? I feel ostracized, run amok. I feel lied to. His his mom responded, said, this isn't true. None of this is true. Lies. (laughs) LJ responds to his mom, my post, and says, mom, don't respond to these people. And then he DMs me. And we had a great conversation, LJ and I, where I said, LJ. Wait, wait, when when he responded to his mom referring to you, did he throw in the clown emoji? I think you're required to do that. Most people Don't respond to this clown emoji. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't. Um, he should have. He DMs me. TCU fan. We have a great conversation, LJ and I, where I said, LJ, tell me straight up, man. Houston. I, I hear you're talking to Houston. He's like, no, no. I'm open to everyone. I open my phone. I'm at dinner with friends. I'm having a good time. Boom. LJ Cryer, University of Houston. It, it pains me. I feel betrayed in more ways than one. And LJ Cryer is going to, he's taking his, his lack of defense to another Big 12 school that emphasizes defense, by the way. What an interesting fit this is. It is. It is an interesting fit, and not just because of the defense thing. Um, It's an interesting fit overall. So obviously we heard that last year he's thinking about transferring, and I don't – it would be weird if it was a close-to-home thing because, like, Baylor isn't that far from Houston. Like, we're not that far away. Um, obviously UH is closer, but he, he, the rumor is to be a point guard, right? Get more time at point guard. Right. Look, last year you knew Baylor was bringing in a five-star guy as a point guard. Mm-hmm. You knew Adam Flagler was also going to be the point guard because he played back up to a Kinjo all of last year. Right. And now you're going to a team <clears throat> who has one of the best point guards in the country who is declared for the draft, but is maintaining his eligibility. Very real chance. Uh, he comes back. Jamal Shedd, um, and another guy they picked up in the transfer portal, top 50 guy uh, from Temple, uh, Damian Dunn, also plays a little bit of point guard. Yeah. It's just interesting. Interesting fit, especially the defensive thing, too. I'm not confident that LJ Cryer is going to be a star at Houston because they don't really – they had Sasser. He knew Sasser. They don't develop stars. Yeah. LJ Cryer is not Sasser. He's, he's not going to be Marcus Sasser. That's, that's not going to happen. Um, 15 points per game, 2.1 rebounds, and two assists at Baylor. Might I also add, if you want a great three-point shooter, if you want a catalyst Which to win needed, you games yeah. in March, LJ was one of the crown jewels of Baylor's, a Baylor's team for two years. Didn't really win a lot of games, didn't make it out of the first weekend. And he was day-to-day hurt his junior year, and we thought, okay, he's going to leave. There's no way he stays. And then this this season, he was not hurt, but then sometimes he was hurt, and then sometimes he played, and then other times he didn't play. And then you got in a Big 12 play, and he just wasn't a lot of defense. It always felt like he was going to transfer last year. This year just seemed a little bit like treading water. I don't, I can't remember a lot of emotion from our friend Lamont John. Yeah, I, I think of it more like, you know, last year it looked like the writing was on the wall. This year it didn't feel like it was, though. I was I was surprised. I know you probably weren't that surprised. I was still pretty surprised because I'm like, okay, 
well, you know, he's he's already gone through the extra season here, right? He's gone, he's been here three years. So I don't know if it's a fit issue. Um, okay, your your top two point guards are leaving after this year. So there's definitely more minutes to go around at point guard. I know D'Antoine Grimes plays some point guard. Jacoby Walter plays point guard at Mira Little. Uh, they both can play a little bit of point guard. I get it. But it just seems weird that he did it after this year, I thought, um, where he was going to be such an important player. Honestly, bold take, I thought he had an outside chance to make an All-American team next year. Mm. If he continued his progress, which he was doing at Baylor, I said it defensively, it wasn't there. It wasn't, and part of that is his size. I get it. Uh, but he actually really impressed me uh, through the Big 12 schedule at being a shot creator. Um, I just thought he was always going to be a, a kind of a, a pull-up three-point shoot guy. Uh, but he really made some good space offensively for a guy at his size. I, I was really impressed by that. And I thought if he kept going, he was going to be an all-Big 12, obviously, and, and maybe an all-American type player. I don't think that happens at Houston either. Uh, I wish the best for him but not too much because chances are we'll be playing them twice, uh, at least once. And that is a direct conference rival. Houston can ball. Um, so I don't wish a ton of success. Uh, hope he likes it though. Yeah. I, I'm sad still vaguely that he didn't get to announce this on his own. I'm not as sad because I had the whole Houston thing lined up and had sources that were very reliable that were like, Hey, he's going to Houston. And then he told me he wasn't. And then he went to Houston. Um, the that's, I'm not petty. I'm, I'm not upset. The athletic put out a great article where it says, what does this mean for Houston? Who, well, you know, again, like you said, big 12 team, Baylor's going to play this team. They're going to play LJ yeah. Cryer. What does this mean for Houston? He replaces Sasser, the offense, on par, same level, 42% free. Yeah, that helps. They, they sucked as a three-point team. Yeah. And they this brought is in two be, really good three-point This shooters. is good. Yeah. Sasser's, Sasser's out the door. One of the best players in the country. LJ Cryer's in. We know he can score. I love the quote. I love the quote. However, Cryer is not quite that good on defense. And he's not. Like, this is a Houston program that's known for its defense and good for the kid for getting to go back home. But to me, I, I, I keep saying this, there have been the the dissenters, the dissenters, who said that worst part, Baylor Baylor will sink because of nil. <laughs> I just don't think so because they're going to go after guys that they really want. They're going to have to go after. They're going to yeah. go after culture guys, the Jalen Petries of this world, and this this seems a little mutual. It's not like Scott Drew is like, no, stay. I don't think that happened. Yeah, and I also think the flip side of the nil is your. I mean, obviously, Scott Drew's always been good in the transfer portal, and I did mention a couple weeks ago how that might be a disadvantage now with the portal, but I think there are also those guys who, I mean, this is a weird example, but like a Zach Eady, who if he decided to enter the transfer portal right now, Baylor would be near the top of his list. Not only had he already considered Baylor, but he's like, you know what, I get a chance to play for a great coach who is really starting to develop NBA guys and has a real chance at winning here. Like, I'm... I'm kind of sick of, you know, all the other crap that comes with playing for a major program. I just really want to win. And I think Baylor's going to get continue to get those guys. Um, they got them from the mid-major level before. Guys like Macy Oteague and, and Davion Mitchell wasn't mid-major, but um, um, Adam Flagler being another one where they can come in here and they can shine at a major Dale level. Bonner. Dale Bonner. Dale Bonner, who's going to keep keep moving on up. I mean, like, like <laughs> the Jeffersons himself. Um, and I think you're going to start to see that from bigger schools now where there are guys who are coming from a 
Purdue or uh, UCLA, for example. They're just like, you know what? I'm ready for a culture change, scenery change. I also want to win. And, and Baylor can be that spot. So I think I think Baylor will actually benefit from the transfer portal from that. But this is what you will see from the transfer portal. One-fifth of uh, college basketball starters. So one of your starting five is going to hit the transfer portal. That was the number this year. And so it's unfortunate, but you're going to play free agency. You're going to lose guys like LJ Cryer. That's a surprise. That was going to be, you know, your leading scorer next year. That's a stunner, you know, and that's, that's going to happen every year now. So Baylor is not exclusive in this um, and they won't suffer the most, not nearly the most from, from this transfer portal in basketball. I think. I hope not. Scott is usually pretty good at that. That Makai Mason guy was good. Can we get another one of those? Give me, give me <laughs> Makai Mason on the phone, if you will. Um, also, another person <sighs> to get on the phone. FanDuel is the number one sports betting partner of the NBA and the NFL and all the other stuff. Here's why I love FanDuel. You can go right to the exotic stuff. Exotic stuff. Like, when will I get a haircut? What day this week will I get a haircut? Tuesday, which is today, I guess, is plus 140. There are no every all the odds are really good. Plus 140 for Tuesday. Wednesday's a plus 200. Thursday's a plus 110. So not great. That's the odds on favorite. Friday's a plus 500. They they know that I got a busy Friday at FanDuel. FanDuel is also where you can go to make sports bets on the NBA and the NFL and the XFL. The XFL is going on right now. I won a lot of money last week. Like $600 thanks to UConn and thanks to teams like uh, like the Defenders, the D.C. Defenders, the XFL. You have oh, you can also make like wild MLB bets about grand slams and no hitters. And there's the double play bets at FanDuel. They are back. Get in on the MLB action. Aaron Judge to pick up where he left off with a home run or a pitcher to go over on strikeouts. All that at FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. You get $1,000 back if your first bet does not hit up to, a you know, like up. If you bet $1,000, you get $1,000 back. No sweat. First bet, up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Go do that baseball and the NBA playoffs and all the other jazz they got going on at FanDuel. Yeah, I hope you had a good Easter weekend. I didn't, you know, we missed yesterday's show and I didn't really tell anybody I happy Easter on um, on today's the opening today. So happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter to you, Cam. Thank I hope you. you enjoyed it. Hope you spent time with Tara. Um, that is my hope. For, that's my Tara was nuts yesterday, man. Just nuts. I've been sick uh, throughout the weekend and that girl has just been boofing like crazy. That's a bark, by the way. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Great weekend. Great weekend of sports. The Masters happened. I don't watch any golf, but I get it. It's a big deal. Down wrong. Um, look, miracles obviously happened. That being Quinnipiac winning the national championship in uh, men's ice hockey, of course. Uh, resurrections happened. The Red Sox swept the Tigers. Yeah. Um, They're back. Some are saying. Boston Bruins, all-time wins leader. In a single NHL season. It's a good weekend for you. Um, good weekend. Resurrections, things being back. Baylor men's basketball, two straight years in a row after a national championship, bounced in the first weekend. So now we're back to people like, oh, well, maybe what what if what if that 2021 team was a fluke? What if it's just like, you know, a team gets old and guys don't go to the draft and COVID helps you? And there are a lot of what ifs here. But in a way, yeah. it is a fluke, by the way. In a way. That's not oh, to say Baylor could never get back there. Not to say it was Mickey Mouse. But that was such a good team. Like that, that is, was. 
Like 2009 North Carolina was a fluke, an anomaly, and they've still won national championships after that. You know, generational. So. Yeah. Uh, so now going into next season with what Baylor has coming back. Also, there's a lot of conversation about Dantuan Grimes as if he's like the guy. He's, he's going to be. Plug it in. in. You're good. Season like Dantuan Grimes is is that that dude for Baylor? I I don't know. I haven't seen him play a lot of basket. I haven't seen him play one singular regular season basketball game in the big 12 or non-conference. Um, how now with the loss of Dale Bonner and LJ Cryer and Zach Loveday yep. and Jordan Turner, how do you feel? How you, how you doing over there? Okay. A big basketball <sighs> guy, savant, if you will. Yeah. Um, it's tough, man. I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, because I still think Baylor's in decent shape bringing in two basically five stars. I think, uh, Miro is a four, but we'll count him as a five. Why not? Uh, two top-end recruits coming in. Um, and I do think they'll get one or two guys from the portal uh, that will be impact guys that will come in and, and play right away. Uh, that said, D'Antoine Grimes, heard a lot of great things about him. Don't doubt, obviously, that Scott can evaluate talent, but he's probably going to be closer to last year's Dale Bonner than he is – this year's Dale Bonner. Like, you know what I mean? It just, it, it takes some guys to, it takes some time for new guys to, to adapt, especially in the big 12. Uh, ask Caleb Loner. Anyway, uh, I feel okay about the team. I think they're still a top 25 team, but losing, losing your top three scores, man, that is not easy. You know, tech lost 95% of their scoring last year going into this past season. And look what happened to them, you know? So, I get that Baylor is in a better situation bringing in some young guys, but but there's not going to be a ton of experience on the team. You know, it's going to be the two freshmen. It's going to be D'Antoine Grimes. You, and you really have one center on the roster right now. Uh, Jonathan Chamuachachu is a good one. but Josh O's uh, there. Josh O, sorry, excuse me, Josh O, um, who got more minutes than I thought, but still will be a young, raw guy. Um, so there's just a lot of inexperience there. There's not a shortage of talent. You're losing a lot of talent, but there's not a shortage of one. So I think they're a solid top 25 team, but I, I wouldn't pencil them in as a big 12 champ. Like I would have done this past year. I mean, I would have said before the season, that's a final four team, not, not just a big 12 championship type of team. Let me read you some names. So I don't Dan think it'll go on 10 like tech to be, to be fair. Directly. That was bad. Really, really bad. Yeah, they found they found a way to make it interesting, but I, I don't think it'll be that. Projected rotation next year. D'Antoine <coughs> Grimes, Langston Love, Jacoby Walker, Walter, Jalen Bridges, Jonathan Chamochachua. Then, with Miro Little, Caleb Lowe, That's not a bad starting five. And Josh Ojinwuna off the bench. It's a very weird, like, mosaic starting five to me, and mosaic even eight. Um, you're going to need, you're going to need a couple of transfers. Somebody, yeah. please, please. But that's also with two elite freshmen, D'Antoine Grimes supposed to be the second coming of somebody, hopefully. This, this is a roster that still can go 500 in Big 12 play, which is around where you bounced this year, by the way. You, you teetered that line. Yeah. And that's not bad. That's if you go say 20 games next year in the big 12 schedule with the added teams, which makes things very interesting. And you go 11 and nine. Great. That you're a four seed in the NCAA tournament. Opa. Congrats. Or 20 and 13, go 20 and 13 next season. Reasonable, reasonable. And then you're a five seed and you're Creighton or UConn. I'm okay with that. 
If it clicks the right I mean, time, I'd be okay being UConn this past year. Yeah. What I'd happened to them? That. They didn't play any close games. So. Oh, yeah. They did not. They did not. I, so the, I think they're. I think they're an. I think they're an above five hundred Big Twelve team. If we're being honest, most but, of that is but the. Coach, how, but by the way, uh, yeah, I guess you can't have confidence in Scott Drew. I heard I some just, unsettling. I, yeah. I heard some unsettling news this week. It, this is from a friend of a friend, by the way. So I'm not going to say it's great. So I don't say it's positive. <laughs> I say it's positive. You see the the it said sources and it was just the crack pipe. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's so you, this is not, these are real sources. Somebody <laughs> close to Jalen Bridges said he's seriously toying with the idea of leaving for the NBA draft. If Baylor is without one Jalen Bridges next season, does that put the bears under 500 in big 12 play? Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. To me, I mean, he's he like was, the key he piece. He's the most... one piece. I don't want to, if I could keep one guy, if I could lock in one guy, expansion league draft, <laughs> Please keep Jalen Bridges. He was the most important player probably to their cause down the stretch. When he played well, they won. Yes, and and maybe if Keontae George plays a little bit better, then we change our, our mind on that. But the team went through Jalen Bridges, man. And yeah. and he's just, I mean, beyond that, beyond the, just going by the measurable stuff, that's a guy you want on your team. Defend a couple different positions, can score from inside and out. He did lack a little bit of the muscle that we were hoping for and that we had seen in the last few years um, with Baylor, but he was absolutely an important part of your roster. And yeah, if I'm looking at that starting five right now, he's probably the one I want to lose the least. You know, Jacoby Walter is obviously going to be a fantastic player and yeah. prospect, but when you counter in um, the versatility of Bridges, how important he was to the team last year and the experience he has, He's probably number one guy I don't want to lose. He's my number one, for sure. Which and, leads- and, and, and he does have some pro prospects here. Like, he measures out to be an NBA player. Yeah. He probably does, isn't as well polished, and maybe he'll get that advice uh, from agents and front office executives, but he does, like Matthew Meyer did, by the way, uh, project to be a pro player. And We saw what happened with Matthew Meyer, so. He's not entirely a Sohan, but he's not not no. a Sohan in that the build the build's there enough. The build's there enough for Jalen Bridges. He could go in and he's got some solid height and there's a role for him. I think there's a role for him yes. on an NBA team. He's not a superstar. He's not going to start like Jeremy Sohan did, but there's a he's not going to be a Kendall Brown and get lost in the doldrums of the G League, wherever Kendall Brown may be, God rest his soul. Um the so then you turn to the transfer portal at this point for Baylor. I yes. I am confident with the amount of roster spots that are available now, four guys entering the portal, Adam Flagler's, he's gone, right? He's gone. Yeah. Um, I, I would yeah. I didn't consider him coming back. You're going to see Baylor go get three guys, I think. Three guys out of the transfer portal, which it is a little bit late. feels later in the game, right? There have already been some of the major transfers that said where yeah. they're going. Um, I I circle Tyler Perry as my guy from North Texas. Max yes. Asmus is still on the board as Medina. well. Mm-hmm. There are some... There's some serious talent out of this transfer portal. I, while I really want another seasoned veteran big man, feels like this transfer class is guard heavy. It is. It is. And, and I will say, though, Baylor, it might be quote-unquote late in the game, but Baylor's a sexy offer, man. All of a sudden, there are some spots open that you didn't think about. There might be some talented big men out there that are like, oh, you know, I didn't expect – Baylor to be an option, but they've got a spot now and 
and they're thin at that position. And, you know, Chama Chachu is a great guy, great player and a good guy to learn from, but he can't play the full game. So I, I think there is some of that. Some guy who's sitting on his campus in Lexington or Champaign or something that wasn't planning on, oh, maybe they who wasn't planning on hitting the portal, but is like, look, there's a shot for me at Baylor. I think I could thrive there, or I've, or I got recruited by Scott Drew, or I think there's more of of an outlook for those kind of guys than there was two weeks ago. So yeah, it is guard heavy, and um, Baylor could use another guard. Uh, you know that they they they're kind of set at that position, but you can never have too many. Um, to be fair, and. These guys contribute with Baylor's system. So it's interesting to see. Um, yeah, you said, I mean, it's late in the game, but I think they have more of a chance than they thought they did. And I think there are players out there that see a better option than they thought they did. To come into the Big 12, to play for a team that did win a national championship, that you know pours a lot of money into the program and is going to be a top 20 team. Maybe Scott Drew can rip a page out of the Dave Aranda playbook and go get 11 transfers. Just balls to the wall. Just that would be interesting. Eleven guys. Um, I've been hearing a lot about those those people, by the way, the football players. The spring practice has gone really well. I've got some insider baseball to give throughout the rest of this week. Basketball, though, welcome to the offseason. Sign some transfers. We'll be talking about that intermittently at this point. It's just as the news comes with basketball, because I, I really don't know until they've locked up a couple transfers. Hopefully, there no news is good news with the active roster. Yeah. Jalen Bridges staying put is great news. And Adam Flagler, again, had this radio silence from Flagler, which is interesting. Yeah. I I don't expect him to come back. I think personally, he'll probably look at the pros. um, But if not, I think he's going to do a Matthew Meyer thing. He's going to play one year somewhere else, see how they use him, see if that's kind of, because obviously he'll hear feedback on what executives are looking for him and how he's going to project as an NBA player. I'm sure the same way LJ Cryer heard that he was going to be a point guard. Um, and find someone that can utilize them a little bit better. So I, I don't expect Flagler to come back. I, I would hope to be wrong. I would love to be wrong, but I don't expect him to come back. Yeah, worked really well for Matthew Meyer. He wrote the book. Yeah, didn't it? That guy wrote the book. It's the first time anybody's ever said Matthew Meyer wrote the book on anything. <laughs> on Grass anything. ain't always greener. Nope. Um, so I would say the same thing to LJ. Yeah. That's Cameron Stewart. Dominic Richardson. Baylor football. Will he Good be the starting out. running back? Blake Shapin. Will he be the starting quarterback? The CW. Will the CW host the Pac-12? All that and more the rest of this week. Because boy, we now we now bring you to our our program already in progress after this Washington State Oregon State game. I don't want to be anything about them. I'm telling you, dude. If they interrupt on my One Tree Hill, Dan killed him. What? Me burning down buildings. Drops you right in the middle. Some people haven't seen it, Drake. Of an episode. Oh, you guys have no idea what I'm talking Apparently about. Apparently was the nicest actor, by the way. I bet. He seems like And would he... go to like these One Tree Hill cons and people would like throw stuff at him. There's times that he struggles to be Dan. You can tell. Or it's like, oh, I feel there's something in there. There's something kind of like, did you watch Parks and Rec? Yeah. Uh, uh, Jerry, Gary, Larry um, yeah. is actually like the most like, I, I don't know how to describe him, out there guy on the cast, like in real life. Like he's, Makes a lot of dirty humor and stuff, and he's so soft spoken in the show. I think that's not Offerman. Wow, that's a good cast. Offerman's I bet that was fun to be on set of. Um, it's always I wonder fun to be if there was anyone that was in Thanks for making your first one every single day. This has been always will be locked on. What's the Whitey maybe? Baylor.